On today's show, how often should you be playing your hometown? We're going to find out. Cue title sequence. Thirty-minute music marketing for musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hello, I'm Sheldon. Hi, I'm Greg. And this is Thirty Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. That's you. You want to get better at marketing your music. So thanks for listening to this. If you're listening to it on on a podcast on Spotify or Anchor or Apple Podcasts, as they call it these days, or you could be watching it on Facebook Live or the YouTube's even. So many ways to consume our content. And、um, we're do sorry. I'm not giving you an opportunity to speak. I'm、here. just listening. You know, you're just listening, listening.、Uh, it's like the, pe- the people at home. So the today's episode is a deep dive. That's where we take one particular aspect of the music、oh, industry and drill down using a Dowling. Is that what they call Dowling? Possibly drill bit type thing and see what music oil spurts out of the ground. I'm rambling here, can't you tell? But what we're going to look at today is the topic of hometown gigs, the frequency therein. How often should you play your hometown slash region before you exhaust the oil well? Of opportunity, I'm using too many metaphors. To be, to be honest,、uh, I could we could finish this this deep dive in about three seconds. No, we can't. We、say. can't. We need to explore. But, but I really need to explain and explore. So, so what we're going to do really is we're, we're going to we're going to have an imaginary band that's maybe just starting out. They've just formed. Are they going to be really an imaginary band? Yes, they're going to be really、okay. an imaginary band. I'm going to、uh, imagine that the viewer at home. Is just setting out on their musical career, and、okay. they're going on a journey. And maybe we will join them on this journey, and、right. we will see how many times they should be playing their local area. Maybe as they progress through their journey, can we just define Beca- what a local area is? Well, to, or to be perfectly honest, that could depend on, on where you're sort of watching. In the UK, I would suggest that. Most people will be based in small-sized towns. Okay. And then what generally happens is you play your your local town to begin with, and maybe then maybe you move to an adjacent city or town or town. Maybe maybe a larger town. Further up from, from where you are. Now we're based in sunny St Helens in the United Kingdom, and we are equidistant between Manchester and Liverpool. So that's、mm. those. If once、uh, as a St Helens band, once you've you've conquered the local、St. area,、Helens. and then maybe you might go to small adjacent small you know, small adjacent towns such as Warrington, Witness. perhaps Widnes, and then you might sort of. Deviate out and head towards the、uh, the big smokes of the two big cities of Manchester and sort of Liverpool as you know as you progress and hopefully gain a larger and larger audience along the way. So let, let's go back to the beginning.、So、we're we're just、Saint、starting、Helens. out. We're, we're in sunny Saint Helens. Somebody、yep. has to be out ourselves.、Uh, so you've just sort of started, Greg. How often should you be playing in the local area? Thank you for your answer there, Greg. It was perfectly wonderful. Well, maybe let's sort of. Oh God, you didn't give me chance. I, well, how often got... should you? I don't believe you should play it very often at all. I think you should because maybe 
once every I wouldn't do it more than once every six weeks perhaps once every six to eight weeks is about is about right I would say right the, the simple reason that if you're starting out the, the the sort of gigs that you're likely to be playing is that you'll be an act uh, on a bill with maybe two more likely three other acts on the bill and you're thinking ah oh, right this is going great not only do I have uh, a gig uh, I can play at but I'll be playing in front of an audience of people who won't have seen me play before thus potentially growing my audience but what you generally tend to find is that the sort of bill that you'll be playing on the audience will be comprised of the friends and families Family. of all the other acts who are on the bill and that's not for me to say that won't be specifically a quality music appreciative audience but perhaps in some ways and to some degree that audience will maybe have been press ganged into attending you know you've got tickets to sell haven't you it's like your mates at work it's your, your the people you went to college with or the people who might be at uni so you're your mom and dad that most of the audience if not all of the audience are going to be people you know not necessarily well there'll be a certain percentage of people that you know but the maybe the intention is that oh if I play in front of all these people all these that, because I'm so great all these people will in, instantly come become my fans because yeah. they've gone to a gig so therefore oh girl they must be a music fan however it could well just be the the mates and brothers of the band who are on before you and what generally what tends to happen is that as soon as the band who are on before you has finished playing not only will they go but they'll take all their audience with them. Yeah. Been there, done that. that. Bought the T-shirt. So maybe they aren't necessarily the best audience. But, you know, th there's needs must and you've got to build up a stagecraft, as we were saying yep. before, Greg. You, you do have to get some gigs under your belt. But, you know, it maybe it's not the most efficient way, certainly in this day and age, of trying to, to build up an audience in the real world. But as you go on throughout your career, hopefully you'll be releasing singles, you'll be creating all sorts of content, maybe you'll film some sort of performance in a, in a facility such as this and get it, get it, get it multi-tracked and then you've got a, you know, a video performance that you can, you can put on the internet and, and, and so on and so forth. And maybe what will happen is then you'll maybe move out into those other towns and hopefully the big sort of cities. So if you are a St Helens band and then you're maybe moving on to the next big city, Greg, how often would you say in terms of frequency of those sort of gigs, how many, how many of those should you play a year, would, would you say, Greg? Right, uh, answer your question. I reckon playing a city, I don't think you should play anything less than every three to four months. Three to four months, I think, would be round about right because anyone that you're asking to go into a city in terms of logistics and taking up your t it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of an ask so you can't be seen to be drawing from that well too often and what i sometimes see with with bands is that they they'll play maybe the same city once every four to six weeks and they think oh you know that, that's probably going to be a great thing but what happens is it, that if you're playing the same city again and again, that the people that you ask to come out to see you will probably realise that, hang on, these people are, are, every month. Are, are doing this every month, so I won't come and see them this month. 
I'll see them next month instead. And what eventually happens is next month arrives and they'll go, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, make, I'll make it next month, definitely. And eventually they turn out and, they, well, they don't turn out. That's the thing. They, it, it turns out that they will never come to see you at all because you're this, there's this constantly it's... appearing thing in their calendar and the, there's no incentive there's no, there's no scarcity. Scarcity provides uh, value and demand. And obviously at this particular point, I'm going to talk maybe about my particular outfit, oh, and my band. band. <laughs> talk about your band then. But, so we've been going through the 12 years and our modus operandi is that we will only ever play a town or city once per year, sometimes only once every two years. The idea being that when we come to town or when we come to your city, it's very much an event that doesn't happen a lot All of the, the time. time. So it's, it's a big thing on the calendar. If you miss this gig, that's it. You're going to have to wait another 12 years, uh, months, sorry, to we, come round again. 12 years, that would be good. We have talked about this because, I mean, I think certainly for, uh, you, could probably per, you could probably play St Helens every week and still keep it going for quite a long time because of the demand. Yeah. But after that period of time, it will just, you will lose the demand considerably. So although short-term gains could be really good, the long-term gains are going to be... Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting anybody who's, who's just starting out to only you know, adopt that same sort of policy. But as you, as you become sort of more established and you do want to be playing in as many different areas as possible because, you know, we, we travel all around the country and we only have a limited amount of time available for gigs. So it suits us in that particular way. Plus as well, if you're only playing uh, once per year per city, what that also does is it gives you a long lead up time in order to try and sell tickets. Well, that's the thing. If you're doing it like every month, how on earth are you going to effectively promote each gig that you're doing mm. because you'll effectively be promoting the next gig after the gig you've just done? So for each gig that, that my band does, we have an individual marketing campaign, which will start out as, as soon as the, uh, the event goes on sale. And then we've got at least four months in terms of when the tickets go on sale to the actual show date in order to try and raise awareness, trying to keep reminding people that the show is about to take place. And what I tend to think is that, and I work for a, a firm of concert and event promoters, is that people need time in order to logistically put certain events into their heads. If I was to try and spring a, oh, Greg, do you fancy going to such and such oh. a gig uh, like next Saturday? It's like, oh no, I've, got, I've, got to, you know, I've got to need someone to mind the dog. dog and people don't like last minute arrangements. People like, no, oh, right, well, if, if, if there's a gig in maybe sort of say three months time, okay, right, I, 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 can, I can plan ahead. I think people need to do that. One question that people are going to be asking is, it's all well and good kind of saying about going and playing cities and stuff like that, but if you're just starting out as the thing, as the example started off, how do you keep yourself in the people's eye without playing your hometown every week? Every single week. Well, the, the, the thing is that in, in this day and age, we have something called the internet and we have social media. I don't know whether you've heard of this. It's, I've heard about it's, it. It's quite a new concept. And the, the technology that, that's now available to us in order to bring our music to the attention of other people. 
So you, the, one of the most efficient things you could probably be doing is using a service such as yourselves, not yes. necessarily saying to, to you, but to find some way of recording a performance. It could be an acoustic performance. It could be at a facility such as this that's using multi-tracked audio, uh, mul cameras. multiple cameras to create a, a live lounge sure. style performance. Record that, put that on social media. You can pay to run those as adverts, bring your music to the attention of new people, people who haven't heard of you before, and you'll probably find that's a more effective way at building an audience. Well, it's got to be easier to get people to press this on their phone than get off their asses and walk to a venue. Did you just say ass? As in ass, as that's, in donkeys. As in, right, okay, well, I'll let you off then. It's but, just my but, Gloucestershire accent. Oh, there we go, strange. But it, it's got to be easier to do that uh, than try expecting people just to come to a venue. It's a lot of effort. It is. So, so you know, so, so again, the, referring back to my band and our, our touring activities, what we're doing at the moment is because we've recorded th two, one festival appearance and two gigs in their entirety so far this year. Yeah, we are, Yeah. And we're going to be doing more gig footage. Yeah, more festival footage. Yeah. So we're making the effort to record as many of our band's performances as possible. And once a week, we will upload one of those songs to our social media page. Uh, the great thing about Instagram TV is that it now accepts full videos in... in landscape format. In landscape format. So you can okay, you can fit a full, a full performance or music video on Instagram. You can do the same on Facebook. You can do the same on YouTube, so people can get to see what you're like as performers. They can do all that from the comfort of their own homes. You can pay for people in the nearby towns to see that, try and build an online audience, and then when you do play in three or four months' time down the road, you've potentially got an audience yeah. that you can call to and just say, look, you've, you've been watching us on the socials and what have you, come and see us in real life. So, will you do any of your? Will you do any footage from uh, from your rehearsal session on Saturday? You, uh, you I, I, we've got. I know we've got enough. We've got enough footage. But you probably would recommend yes. doing that. Yes. Yeah. So, if, if if we hadn't filmed two festival two hour gigs yeah. and, and and a festival, um, we're rehearsing uh, this Saturday. Recording, uh, rehearsing some uh, some material for uh, some festival sets that we're going to be doing, but that would have been an ideal opportunity. Yeah. So, so you've, you've almost got to create these opportunities yourselves. And nowadays, try not to think of a gig just as going performing in your, your nearby venue. A gig could be at a, you know, at a facility such as Greg's, whereby you're playing, the audio's being multi-tracked, it's being recorded on multiple cameras, and you get a performance video at the end of that. Think of that as a gig, which you can uh, put a little bit of a tickle of money behind and show people on social media and actually get people to see what you're doing. I mean, you in the comfort of their own homes. And you could even do a gig in the comfort of your own home and just do like a cover or something. With yeah, just an each, and every, each and every week, yeah, it, acoustic guitar, film it, get it out there. So Th those are the gigs of the 21st century. Just looking at your notes, and I don't think you mentioned this so far, you, can, you said that when you do go out gigging, to make each one a special event. What do you mean? Yes. Right, so um, in terms of trying to make it special, we've themed... 
our current tour, it has a specific theme. So if you don't come and see us on this tour, you won't get the benefits of these specific songs that we're doing based around this particular theme. Right. But if, like for example, if it's coming up to, I don't know, the gig happens to be at the end of October, it could be some sort of Halloween theme. So you've got, you, you might be doing songs that are based around horror or spookiness or weirdness, or you could say, right, for this particular gig, we're doing uh, covers of uh, Metallica are our favourite Queen covers amongst what we regularly do. So the more times you can make your shows a specific one-off event, unique, unique that can't be uh, that can't be missed, the more chance that you will have for people to uh, to come and uh, come and see them, and rather than oh, I'll see them next time they're around. And I suppose it, it goes back to the scarcity equals value. Yes, if you're only doing something once, then. Uh, it is scarce, it is more valuable than just another run-of-the-mill show. All your um, t-shirts are, are basically... Limited are edition. limited run yeah. because once they're gone, that, that's it. There's going to be no more of that particular design. And you know, it obviously has created a demand because there's not many left of certain designs. No, no, no. So, so is that everything? That's, I think that's about everything. Do you agree with us? Are there further questions you'd like us to uh, to answer? Hit the notifications bell on YouTube. Subscribe. Subscribe, stick the comments in. Uh, just let us know on our uh, respective Facebook pages. I think next week we're going to be talking about uh, marketing strategies and what you need to do day in, day out, and how you can plan out what you need to do to market your music. So that'll be interesting. I'll need to uh, knock some Look notes up for that. that. Thanks very much for watching and Thank listening you. to today's show. We will see you next time. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.